Hare Krishna everyone. So today we are starting a brand new chapter, chapter number two of the Bhagavad Gita. And this is very very interesting chapter. Prabhupada gives the title as Contents of the Gita Summarized. So all that has to be spoken in this whole Bhagavad Gita is kind of summarized in chapter 2. And there are various arguments that Arjuna has already put forward in chapter 1. And now it's time for Krishna to start answering, to give appropriate answers to the doubts that Arjuna has already inquired and put forward in chapter 1. So this is going to be very interesting because this is directly related to our life and Krishna is going to address all that is needed for our life going forward from chapter 2. So let me display the slokas and also yes I hope uh, the screen is visible to all of you. So this chapter 2, let's understand the breakdown of the whole chapter 2. There are totally 72 shlokas in chapter 2. And it's one of the longest chapters in the Bhagavad Gita. Of course 18 chapters and there are a few others which are having a lot of shlokas. But chapter 2 also is one of the longest ones. So if you see this is how the breakdown happens in chapter 2. So the section number 1 that is from shloka 1 to 10 Arjuna's further doubts and finally his surrender to Krishna has been explained. So the first 10 shlokas explain how Arjuna is going to continue some more arguments. He wants to continue and display his ignorance and then finally he will surrender to Krishna in the first 10 shlokas. From 11 to 30 there is Jnana. Krishna is going to speak about Jnana and he's telling you, you have to fight. And he's going to give the wonderful knowledge of the soul. He's going to differentiate between what is soul and what is body. It's very, very beautifully and scientifically explained. And then in section number 3, from shloka number 31 to 38, Krishna is going to explain Karma Kanda. He's going to explain how we need to perform karma, extremely important and how we can enjoy by performing our, our karma. So that is very briefly touched upon by Krishna in the these shlokas. Section number 4, chapter 2, from verse number 39 to 53, Krishna is going to explain buddhi yoga, again to fight. You have to do your karma to fight. You have to use jnana to fight. You have to use your intelligence to fight. So, again, these are all very beautifully explained, philosophically explained by Krishna. Let us understand this section of Buddhi Yoga, 
in this section, fourth section, and in the fifth section, that is sloka number 54 to 72, Krishna is talking about Sthita Pragna, Samadhi, fight. Again, Sthita Pragna, Sthita Pragna means a person who is equipoised in all different situations of life. Whether happiness or distress, Sthita Pragna is very steadfast, is quite equipoised in all his duties. So that is how he will explain and this is very very interesting. So let's begin with uh, today's shloka. The very very first shloka of chapter number 2. And here Sanjaya is going to speak. Sanjaya Uvacha Sanjaya Uvacha Tam Tata Kripaya Vishtam Ashru Purna Kulekshanam Ashru Purna Kulekshanam Vishidantam Idam Vakyam Vishidantam Idam Vakyam Uvacha Madhusudana Fantastic. Let's go to the translation as well and we will explain all the beautiful details of each shloka going forward. Very nice. Sanjaya said, Sanjaya said, Seeing Arjuna full of compassion, Seeing Arjuna full of compassion, And very sorrowful, And very sorrowful, His eyes brimming with tears, His eyes brimming with tears, Madhusudana, Madhusudana, Krishna, Krishna, spoke the following words. Spoke the following words. Thank you so much. So this is a very interesting shloka now. In this shloka, the very first shloka of chapter two, Sanjaya is continuing. In the last shloka of the first chapter, Sanjaya is one who actually spoke. And here Sanjaya is again back and is explaining to Dhritarashtra what did hap what happened now? Tam Tam Tata Kripaya Vishtam Ashrupurna Kulekshanam. This Arjuna who has now kept down his bow and arrow and sitting down on the chariot. Ashrupurna Kulekshanam. His eyes are brimming. His eyes are brimming with tears. What a terrible situation. This Arjuna who has defeated so many great warriors. It is not that this is the first time Arjuna is fighting. He has fought and defeated so many people. He is a great warrior. He is a Kshatriya. And here Arjuna is brimming with tears. He is crying so bitterly. And this kind of situations come into our life also. Many times it happens that we are so confused. We don't know what to do and tears flow from our eyes. And we don't know what to do unless we have this knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna was very fortunate. At this moment when Sanjay is saying, hopefully, probably, Dhritarashtra hoped that Arjuna should have continued crying and this war shouldn't have happened. Anyway, Krishna shouldn't have spoken. But now, that is not what is going to happen because Uvacha Madhusudana. So, Sanjay is making it very clear. Dhritarashtra, 
Although Arjuna is crying, don't think that this is the end and the war will not happen because now Madhusudana is going to speak. Here, Prabhupada is explaining that how compassion, he is talking about compassion. Now, one reason why Arjuna spoke earlier was he didn't want it to fight. The very first reason was compassion. And very beautifully, in the purport of the first word, Prabhupada is saying, compassion for the breast of a drowning man is senseless. Compassion for the breast of the drowning man is senseless. So let us understand this. It's very, very important, extremely important. If you see a person who is drowning, he is drowning in the water and very naturally you will feel, yes, I want to go and save him and you will dive into the water and then while trying to save that person, you somehow, you actually pull out his shirt and then you say, start claiming, yes, I saved this person, I saved this person. Do you think you have really saved that person? No. The person, the actual person is still drowning. But you are actually only taking out a shirt and protecting the shirt. So in this modern society, which is having no clue and idea and the knowledge of the soul, we are also busy trying to protect and save only the external dress called the body, this human body. And that is why there are so many philanthropists who come and they want to help people in trying to protect their body. There are blood donation camps, there are organ donation camps, there are uh, you know so many uh, lakhs and millions and millions of dollars spent to take care of the poverty in the world, feeding programs are happening, so many things are happening. I mean I'm not trying to minimize all these things, they are definitely good, they are pious activities, but then it is limited only to this body. All this philanthropic work if you see, it is only related to the body and not to the soul. So that is why compassion for the body is limited, whereas compassion for the soul is real self-compassion. It is the real compassion that we need to show. Suppose if a person is coughing, if a person is coughing doesn't mean that you just go put some kerchief in his mouth and say, oh, now he'll stop coughing. No. Is that going to end his coughing? No, it's not going to. But just by stuffing some kerchief, some cloth in his mouth, you cannot stop his cough. You need to take him to the doctor and get him treated. And when he takes the medicine, he will become relieved of the cough. So similarly, our compassion should not be superficial, only limited to the body, but we should actually show compassion to the spirit soul, not just of human beings, but also to the animals and every living entity, because each one of them have a spirit soul. So our compassion should be extended. We should expand our compassion. But here, this Arjuna is right now, is limited. He's limiting his compassion only to the body. So that is, and his eyes are brimming, Vishidhantam, Idam Vakyam. He's unable to speak because of the agony that he's going through. He's unable to speak. And in this situation, Arjuna is confused. Just imagine a cricket match. 
and the bowler is about to ball the last ball or probably the last over and there are just few runs required by the opponents to win the match and now the bowler says no i am really feeling scared i really don't know what to do i'm confused i don't know how to ball oh that's not expected you know we cannot tend to lose our nerve in critical times we should not lose our nerve in the critical times actually or we will become we will be called as a choker we don't want to be called as a choker we don't want to choke actually in the critical times we need to stand up with courage and that is when the the captain goes and he he boosts the energy of the bowler no you can do it come on so many times in critical times in our own life we choke we don't know what to do and that's exactly what is happening to arjuna right here so we should not lose our strength in fact in critical times we should bring all of our strength and try to do the best of the karma the best of the action that we are supposed to do and that is why sanjay is saying uacha madhusudana so who is this madhusudana madhu means also honey so madhu earlier in the context i mentioned that madhu was a demon and the one who is the killer of the demon of called madhu is called madhusudana and that is krishna here madhusudana also refers to madhu means honey now the honey the nectar of knowledge is going to flow from the mouth of krishna that is exactly what is going to happen now very interesting and now that great devotee arjuna is going to receive wonderful knowledge from the supreme lord krishna so this is uh, the first chapter is all about the problem statement and unless we know what is the problem we cannot receive the correct the right solution so we need to know what is the problem and that's exactly chapter 1 does to define what is the problem and now we are entering into chapter 2 and now our beloved spiritual master our beloved supreme lord is actually going to speak he is going to speak some beautiful words here and this is the first time in the bhagavad gita that the supreme lord is going to speak shri bhagavan uvacha अकीर्तिकरमर्जुन please repeat the translation the supreme person bhagwan said the supreme person bhagwan said my dear arjuna my dear arjuna how have these impurities come upon you how have these impurities come upon you they are not at all befitting a man they are not at all befitting a man who knows the progressive values of life who knows the progressive values of life they do not lead to higher planets they do not lead to higher planets but to infamy but to infamy thank you so much so here it's very interesting shri bhagwan uvacha 
If you carefully notice, previously in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 1, when Dhritarashtra spoke, it was said, Dhritarashtra Uvacha. When Sanjaya spoke, Sanjaya Uvacha. When Arjuna spoke, Arjuna Uvacha. In other Srimad Bhagavatam, when we see, when Parikshit Maharaj is speaking, Vyasadeva says, Rajo Uvacha. When Shukadeva Goswami says, Shri Shuka Uvacha. When Shiva is speaking, Rudra Uvacha. When Brahma is speaking, Brahmo Uvacha. But here when Krishna is speaking, it is not Krishna Uvacha, it is Bhagavan Uvacha. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha. So this is how it is very clear that Ved Vyasa is making a distinction that Krishna is not simply some ordinary human being. He is not some ordinary person. He is Sri Bhagavan. So that is Bhagavan Uvacha. He could have said Krishna Uvacha. No. So Vyasa Deva is very clear here. He is making Sri Bhagavan Uvacha. So it is very very important to know that Krishna is the Supreme Bhagavan. What do we mean by Bhagavan? This word Bhaga. Bhaga means opulences. And there are six opulences. So Bhaga refers to different types of opulences and primarily Prabhupada in the purport also explains that there are six opulences. What are the six opulences? Strength, beauty, knowledge, renunciation, fame and beauty. There are six of them and all the six opulences are full in Krishna. In this material world we see someone who is very rich. All wealth is there. There are many people who are very wealthy. And people get attracted to them. Why? Because they have wealth. So anywhere there is wealth, there is attraction, people attract. Similarly, a person who is very beautiful. There are so many Miss Universes and uh, there are a lot of film stars who are quite handsome and beautiful. People get attracted to them. Why? Because they have beauty. Similarly, people get attracted to people who have a lot of knowledge. For example, Albert Einstein. Now, Albert Einstein is not very beautiful to look. But then, he is quite intelligent. He is quite knowledgeable. And that's why people were attracted to him. So, knowledge also attracts people. So, similarly, there is fame. There are a lot of people who, have, who are very famous because of their artistic work, they are musicians, they have so many other talents that they have, so they become famous. So fame, when people become famous, then people get attracted to them as well. And then there is renunciation. One who is very renowned, even he attracts people. For example, we had Mahatma Gandhi, quite renowned. So people get attracted. Why? Because he has renounced. Many saints and sadhus who are living in the Himalayas, they are quite renowned. So people get attracted to saints and sadhus also because they have that ability of ability to renounce. So even renunciation also attracts people. And Sri Bhagavan Krishna 
has all of these incomplete he has wealth he has beauty he has knowledge he is having renunciation he is all famous so you see all these things are there in krishna and that is why it's called bhaga one means to possess just like we say buddhiman because he possesses buddhi he is called buddhiman then we called uh, Gunavan, oh, he has lot of good characters. That's why he's Gunavan. He possesses good characters. So that is why he is called here Bhagavan because he possesses all the opulences in this new world. So Sri Bhagavan Uvacha. So now let's see what Sri Krishna is about to speak. What is he seeing? Also, another very interesting. Before we dive into this uh, shloka, I want to explain a little bit of. the absolute truth many people who take this path of spirituality they want to understand what is the absolute truth so absolute truth means that is a supreme and ultimate thing that we can realize about the supreme lord and this absolute truth can be understood in three different ways as explained in our scriptures So there is something called as Brahman, there is something called as Paramatma, there is something called as Bhagwan. Vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajnana matvayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagwan iti shabdate. So the absolute truth can be understood in three different forms. The first is called the Brahman realization. What is Brahman realization? Just like to understand. This Brahman realization, Paramatma realization, and Bhagwan realization. We can take the analogy of a sun. When we take a sun, there are sun rays, the sun planet, and there is Surya Devata, who actually is the Devata of the sun planet. So sun rays are connected to the sun planet. The sun planet is in turn governed by the person called Surya Devata, Vivashwan. They are not different in one sense. So the Brahman realization, the effulgence, the Brahma Jyoti, is like the sun rays. It is also representing the absolute truth, but it is not all in all. After that, there is something very interesting, the next level, that is the sun planet itself. After uh, you cover, you go deeper into the sun rays, you can actually go to the sun planet, and that sun planet is the Paramatma realization. You will see. Oh, the supreme absolute truth is not formless. He actually has a form, and that Paramatma is right within my heart. So that is called Paramatma realization. And then when you go deeper, there is actually a person, and you know that the absolute truth is not some impersonal form. He is a person, and you can have a relationship with him. That is Bhagwan realization. So there is Brahman realization, there is Paramatma realization, and Bhagwan realization. so there are many philosophers and spiritualists who realize only the brahman who realize only the paramatma but the topmost and the complete understanding of the absolute truth is once you understand the bhagwan realization where you can have a relationship with the lord when you start having wonderful relationship with the lord so that is what is bhagwan so sri bhagwan vacha kutastva kashmalam idam kutastva Where from 
this kashmala this ignorant dirty things have come into your heart so krishna is saying here right away hey my dear arjuna what has happened to you from where from these dirty things this ignorant things have come upon you and at to in this critical time when the war is about to begin at least if you would have told me yesterday i would have not come here on the battlefield with the chariot but right now when the battle is about to begin you are crying you don't want to fight this is not expected from you this is not the way you are supposed to behave kashmalam all these dirty things have come you at this moment no 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 you are you are a kshatriya and a kshatriya means he needs to be very powerful how can these things come upon you right now visham hai samupasthitam anarya dushtam asvargyam akirti kadam arjuna so he is telling if you don't fight you will be called as anarya arya very interesting word let us understand this who is an arya it is also called as aryavart sometimes our planet our especially bharat bhumi is also called as aryavart arya means one who knows the progressive understanding of human life one who is spiritually inclined one who is having spiritual understanding is called an arya one who wants to progress in spiritual life is called an arya but this word arya is completely misconstrued in the modern philosophy and also in the modern time this word arya sometimes is considered to be like an untouchable word nobody wants to talk about this arya like a caste you know oh this is this caste that caste so in this current time especially in the western world and slowly trickling in india also that this word arya has got a negative connotation in the western world nobody wants to get connected this with word this word called arya how did this happen we should know this little bit of history it's very important in few centuries ago maybe in the 13th or the 12th 13th centuries when the europe was very powerful and they were colonizing different parts of the world majorityly the whole europe was divided between the protestants and the roman catholics and both of them wanted to expand the roman catholics and the protestants they wanted to dominate and they had this superiority complex the europeans and they were thinking that the burden of a white man is to civilize the rest of the world that is how they used to think they used to say that the burden of the white man is to civilize the rest of the world as if there was no other person on the planet who was civilized that was their thinking they had that superiority complex and with that superiority complex when they invaded india when they came to india they got the shock of their life because here in india they saw oh my god that these people are not some tribals they are not some aborigines these indians are highly civilized they are more civilized than we are and their history goes far beyond our history 
they started analyzing oh my god the language that they have the sanskrit language is far superior to greek and latin but the europeans all they knew was greek and latin and a history of 1000 2000 years but here in india they saw that there is a huge history and a very rich culture now they could not accept this how can these people be superior to us and how can we be an origin of this culture no 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 we should not accept this and then what they did was they said to the indians that we both actually belong to some superior race called aryan civilization and we both are the offshoots of the aryan civilization and being the offshoots we have some similarities but we have developed something new they had a lot of science and technology in europe that time and they were infatuated by this technology and uh, science they had developed and they said to indians that we will share with this you also you can also progress and that is how they told indians that we both are same but we have come from an aryan civilization a superior civilization and that is how the aryan aryan civilization theory came up the aryan uh, uh, migration theory came up and this is how there is a lot of confusion lot of socio political things that came up and unwanted disturbance has been created in the world without knowing what is the true meaning of arya in fact adolf hitler he is the one who adopted this idea of aryan civilization and he said we are the original aryans and from us the whole aryan civilization has to spread and that is how adolf hitler he took the swastika as a symbol he slightly twisted the swastik symbol and then he wanted to spread this aryan civilization and that is why this aryan civilization aryan word is being misconstrued and that is not what krishna is referring here so we should know the distinction between our current understanding of the history which we learned from our history books our social science books which is totally misconstrued so the arya means one who knows the progressive spiritual life so that's important so many people especially when muslims came they destroyed lot of temples thousands of temples were destroyed in india when they invaded us but this britishers when they came they destroyed our faith our faith to build temples that is even greater danger and that is what is happening today because of the western philosophy and uh, the kind of influence they have the kind of uh, uh, overtake or they have overtaken our indology what is indology indology is everything to do with india all the different sciences that india has anything to do any study related to india is called indology and there are many western indologists who come and misinterpret they call western indology many many things i have attended some of these seminars of people and believe me they are spoiling they are completely spoiling our culture in the name of philosophy so that is not what uh, we should know from arya arya means a spiritual person so this is how krishna is now speaking here and he is telling that akirti karam arjuna what will happen to you if you don't fight akirti will come you will become infamous as a kshatriya supposed to fight if you don't fight they will think that you are weak 
but you are not weak asavargyam forget about you are talking about going to hell you will not even go to hell, heaven if you don't fight you will not go to heaven if you don't fight you will become infamous so arjuna this is not good this is absolutely not good that is what krishna is saying here so let's go to the next words very interesting words again so shloka number 3 klaibyam atmagamah pata त्यक्तोत्ष्ट शुद्रम हृदय दौर्बल्यम त्यक्तोत्ष्ट पर Please repeat the translation. O son of Prita, O son of Prita, do not yield to this degrading importance. Do not yield to this degrading importance. It does not become you. It does not become you. Give up such petty weakness of heart. Give up such petty weakness of heart. And arise. And arise, O chastiser of the enemy. O chastiser of the enemy. Thank you. So now this is very interesting. Krishna is saying here, is continuing to say, "Klaibyam asmagamaha parta." Klaibyam is saying importance. Where this importance has come from? You come in you. This doesn't become you. Neither toy you will pass yet. Shudram, Hridaya, Dorbalyam. This weakness of your heart. Twetto, Twista, Parantapa, Parantapa. You are a great warrior. Parantapa, you are a fighter. How can this importance, Klaibyam, come unto you? He is saying Partha, Gamahat Partha. So we should know that uh, Arjuna is coming from a great lineage, a very powerful lineage. He is the son of Prita. Prita is another name of Kunti. So he is born to a great mother like Kunti, who has actually undergone so many tribulations in her life, who is so strong to face all the difficulties in her life, and a son of such a great mother is showing weakness. No, 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 no. This shouldn't happen, Arjuna. You are son of Prita. Such a great mother, and your father Pandu, who is such a great warrior, and in fact, he is actually an amsha of Indra because Arjuna is born out of uh, Indra, who is the head of all the demigods. Such a great personality you are, and now you are showing this importance, Klaibyam. Also, it is to shake up 
This is like a verbal slap on Arjuna. Krishna is using his verbal slap. Clapium, calling him important and Hridaya Shudram, he is calling him Shudra. So this is very powerful. Actually, it's a verbal slap on Arjuna. To shake him up, sometimes it is required. When people are deep into ignorance, they need to be shaken up by some strong words. Just like when uh, Lord Rama, when he wanted to cross the ocean and go to Lanka, he was uh, trying to request ocean, Varuna, to please come and uh, Sadhara to come and give him the way. And Sadhara did not come. And then Rama got angry and then took his bow and arrow. That is when he came and uh, bowed in. Before, Sadhara came before Lord and he bowed down before him. So sometimes to shake up people, we need to use some strong words. It is important. Later on, Vizura also uses this on uh, Dhritarashtra. So by the way, Klaibhyam, important. And it also kind of reminded Arjuna of him becoming Brihanilla. You know, Arjuna in the Agnatavasa, in the 13th year when they were supposed to be incognito, he had to be as a eunuch. And uh, this Klaipyam kind of reminds him of that. We all know that how Arjuna had gone to the heavenly planets and there he met his father Indra. And there when Indra was uh, having a nice party, in fact Arjuna helped uh, to defeat one demon. And uh, Indra was very pleased by Arjuna's fight. And uh, there he Arjuna sees Urvashi. And uh, he sees and considers, oh, she is my mother because uh, she has uh, uh, served my ancestor Yayati. And, uh, but Urvashi was attracted to Arjuna and Urvashi said, uh, Arjuna, I want to enjoy with you. But Arjuna said, no, you are like my mother. How can I enjoy with you? And that is when Urvashi cursed him. Oh, you, I have come here to enjoy with you and now you are refusing me and that too she is an Apsara. So she cursed that you will become a eunuch. But uh, somehow Indra said, don't worry, this will be very good for you in Agnatavasa and this curse you can use during your Agnatavasa. And that is when Arjuna had become a eunuch and he became a dance teacher for the princess of Virata. And he became a dance teacher and teaching a dance to the princess. So important, although he was not important, but only for that Sarah period of one year, Agnatavasa, Arjuna had taken up that form of a dance teacher, Brihanala. So, it is reminding of all that. Not good at all. Don't act like this. You are a Kshatriya. A Kshatriya means, uh, the, for a Kshatriya, the sign is, is, uh, is very masculine. A Kshatriya is very masculine in nature. You cannot become important like this. He actually, uh, Arjuna is a great warrior also, like I earlier told. So, Klaipyam Mahatmagama Mahatma, Naitatvayupapadjate, Shudram Rudayadorpadjam, this weakness of artists cannot be accepted, Tektos Vishnaparandama, no, no, you have to give this up. And at this moment, although these are very harsh words, Arjuna's agony is quite deep. He doesn't want to come out of it. He just doesn't want to come out of it. Although Krishna is using very strong words, he doesn't want to come out of it. And that is why he is continuing to 
express few more doubts and he is saying my dear krishna how can i do that how can i fight let's see what arjuna want to say after listening to arjuna after listening to krishna arjuna uvacha arjuna uvacha katam bhishmam aham sankhe katam bhishmam aham sankhe dronam cha madhusudana dronam cha madhusudana visupihi pratiyotsyami visupihi pratiyotsyami Repeat the translation. Arjuna said, Arjuna said, O killer of Madhu Krishna, O killer of Madhu Krishna, how can I counteract with arrows? How can I counteract with arrows? In battle, in battle, men like Bhishma and Drona. Men like Bhishma and Drona, who are worthy of my worship, who are worthy of my worship. Yes, thank you so much. So here Arjuna is continuing to speak, and he is saying, "Katam Bhishma aham sanke dronam cha madhusudana." He is specifically attached to Bhishma and Drona, elders, his guru, his grandfather. And his guru, he is quite attached to them. Although previously I explained many other names, but here he is specifically taking the name of Bhishma and Drona. Elders are not supposed to be given even a verbal fight. What to speak of a battle or a fight with arrows? We should not speak harsh words, strong words. we should not even speak back to elders that is our culture we need to learn how to respect elders and unfortunately many children these days they don't understand the principle of how to respect the elders many times they even take to giving them disrespect and why this is happening because of the degradation of the spiritual knowledge people don't know how to and here arjuna we see such a great warrior he is considering this very important fact he is saying how can i fight with arrows with these people who are not even supposed to be given a verbal fight i am supposed to fight with them this is not good madhusudana and he is taking calling krishna as madhusudana because again you have killed so many demons it's good because easy to kill and fight with enemies but here i'm supposed to kill my own grandfather krishna will you kill your grandfather ugrasena will you kill your teacher sandipani muni you don't kill them then how do you expect me to kill my own grandfather my teacher terrible situation <laughs> not the invalid uh, thing we cannot uh, brush off this sentiments of arjuna it's very very much uh, related to our own situation again we are so deeply connected and attached to people if anybody says anything to our parents anybody whom we love and some they have been they have been insulted we feel angry 
and that is required. And here Arjuna is supposed to fight with them. Pratiyotsyami, Pujara, Pujara, they are all candidates whom I should do puja, I should worship them. So, how do I do this? It's not good. Let's see again, he continues further in the next sloka as well. Let's continue and understand that. In sloka number 5. Gurunhatvai Mahanubhavan Shreyo Bhoktum Bhaiksham Apihaloke Shreyo Bhoktum Bhaiksham Apihaloke Hatvat Kamam Sugurum Nihaiva Hatvata Kayam Sugurum Nihaiva Gunjiya Bhogan Rudira Pradikdan Gunjiya Bhogan Rudira Pradikdan Please repeat once again. Gurunnahatvai Mahanubhavan Gurunnahatvai Mahanubhavan Shreyo Bhoktum Bhaiksham Apihaloke Shreyo Bhoktum Apihaloke Hatvatu Kamaan Sugurun Nihaiva Hatvatu Kamaan Sugurun Nihaiva Gunjiya Bhogan Rudira Pradikdan Gunjiya Bhogan Rudira Pradikdan Please repeat the translation. It is better to live in this world It is better to live in this world by begging, by begging, than to live at the cost of the lives of great souls. Than to live at the cost of the lives of great souls. Who are my teachers? Who are my teachers? Even though they are avaricious, even though they are avaricious, they are nonetheless superior. They are nonetheless superior. If they are killed, if they are killed. Our spoils will be tainted with blood. Our spoils will be tainted with blood. Thank you so much, Vinod. So here Arjuna is saying, Guru Nahatwari Mahanubhava. There is my Guru, Ahatwari Mahanubhavan. They are all Mahanubhavan, not ordinary people. Sometimes our Acharyas have also nicely combined these two words. He Maha, it is He Mahanubhavan. It can also be combined as Hima. Hima means snow. Anubhavan also refers to the sun. The snow melts when there is sun. Right? So Hima, Anubhavan, the snow melts with the sun. So who is this Hima Anubhavan? Bhishma. Another name of Bhishma is also Himanubhavan. Why Bhima is considered to be like a son? Because he is very powerful. He knows what is Dharma. He is such a great personality. And he has taught me so many things. Arjuna is telling all this. My Guru and Bhishma, although my grandfather, he has taught me so many things. And Adharma, they are not Adharmic people. Shreyo Bhaktum Bhaiksham Api Haloke. Hatvatu kamam tu guru nihaiva Bhunjiya bhokan rudira pradikdana 
If we kill these people and if we win this kingdom, the kingdom and all the spoils that we are going to get will be tainted by the blood. Rudira Pradigna will be tainted by the blood of this, my guru and my, my grandfather. How can I enjoy? Very strong sentiment here. I cannot enjoy. Again, I cannot enjoy. Something that is being tainted by, by the blood of these people. So, a terrible situation for Arjuna again. Uh, it's not so easy. Uh, he's quite confused in this particular situation. And um, so, we have understood the five slokas today. Yes, uh, yes, Achyutanji. Yeah, so I just mentioned it in the chat also that uh, Arjuna was so fortunate to have somebody like Krishna uh, when he came up with this kind of situation where he had to decide. Yes. So, in today's world, it is, I mean, it's not that easy to get these answers. Yeah. Although, we are fortunately in the sessions where probably this is the time that has come for us to at least get these, some of these questions answered. Yes. Through Mahabharati. Absolutely. And uh, we should know one thing here. This Bhagavad Gita, what you see, Bhagavad Gita, this word, this book is actually non-different from Krishna. Krishna is absolute. That's why I told you absolute truth. So when we say absolute, it is not relative. What do I mean by absolute knowledge and relative knowledge? For example, if I'm thirsty, just few seconds ago, I drank water. If I'm thirsty, and if I simply say water, 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 do you think just by chanting water, water, my thirst will get quenched? No, because the substance water and the sound water is different. And if I say Gulab Jamun, Gulab Jamun, Gulab Jamun, Gulab Jamun, although I'm chanting, that doesn't mean I'll get the sweet taste on my tongue. Because the substance Gulab Jamun and the sound Gulab Jamun is different. So this is relativity. So the substance and the actual word is different. So similarly, we should know the word of Krishna is not relative, it is absolute. There is no difference between what Krishna speaks, the words of Krishna and Krishna himself. There is no difference. They are absolute in nature. So these words of the Bhagavad Gita, there is no difference between the words of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita and Krishna himself. So when you read the Bhagavad Gita, you are actually coming in contact with the Shabda, the sound vibration of Krishna because these words have no effect of time on them. That's why in spite of being, you know, we are into 5000 years into Kali Yuga, these words of the Bhagavad Gita are still quite relevant to us and they are still transforming people's hearts because these are absolute words coming from the absolute person. So there is no difference, there is no relativity here. So 
Yes, Arjuna was definitely fortunate, but we are equally fortunate as Arjuna because we still have the words of Krishna with us. Arjuna could see face to face Krishna, but we can also have a direct contact with Krishna in the form of this book. Krishna can come in any form. He can come in the form of sound. Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Shuddho Nitya Mukto Abhinnatva Nama Naminaha Abhinnatva Nama Naminaha So there is no difference. There is absolutely no difference between Krishna, his words, his pastimes. No difference. Abhinnatva. So this is called absolute nature. So, I hope, uh, you know, let us take this whole journey very seriously and uh, understand this Bhagavad Gita very nicely and we should never feel that Krishna is not with us because Krishna is right with us in the form of his words, in the form of Bhagavad Gita. So, we'll take full advantage of this. Take full advantage of it. And sure, just like Arjuna got transformed, we will also get transformed. It's very much possible. Yes. Please ask me questions. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, all of you. Uh, give me a minute. I want to open up for discussion. The reason is because many times I keep speaking, but I also should know how are you understanding the Bhagavad Gita. Because one thing is to listen, but Pariprasna. There should also be Pariprasna. Because only when there is question answers, then there is good. There is a good discussion. I just don't want to give what I know, but there should be something from you also coming. I, I want to know whether you are processing everything that we need that is being shared. So good, as you are thinking about certain questions, please keep thinking. Today I want to mention and explain to you about the chanting of the holy names. You see in my hands today, I have this, this beads, this is uh, made up of neem mala, this is called neem, these are all made by neem and generally I use the, the tulsi beads, but to just show, you may also have this at home, it's very good if you have, if you don't then you can get one, so this has, this mala has 108 beads and this top one one with the thread will be the main bead, the 109th bead. It is also called as the Krishna bead. So, we should know that to digest this knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita, you should associate with the spiritual sound vibration. The best way of meditation in Kali Yuga, we are all in Kali Yuga, is to chant the holy name of the Lord. Sankirtana, Japayagna is recommended in Kali Yuga by all the great Acharyas and by the scriptures. Kali Santra and Upanishad says, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Namaiva Kevalam, Kalau Nasteva 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 Gatir Anyataha. In this Kali Yuga, Kalau Nasteva. There is no other way, no other way, no other way other than the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. Krishna's name 
is very very powerful and we need to understand the meaning of this Hare Krishna Mantra extremely important. This name of Krishna is non-different. Let us understand the meaning of this Hare Krishna Mantra. Hare Krishna and Brahma. There are three words in this Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna and Rama are the three words in this mantra. Hare refers to the energy of the Lord. Hare means the Shakti of the Lord. Just like we have our energy. Our energy cannot be separated from us. Achyutanji has his uh, energy. Hina has his energy. Harman energy is there with us. Each one of us, we have our energy cannot be separated from us. Our energy is with us. Similarly, the Lord's energy is always with him. And that energy is Radharani. Hare Krishna. Hare refers to Radha. Hare Rama. Hare refers to Sita. Hare Krishna means Radha Krishna. Hare Rama means Sita Rama. So Hare is Shakti Tattva. The feminine nature is represented by Shakti, Shakti Tattva. Shakti Tattva is actually feminine. And the Purusha is Krishna. So when we say Hare, we are actually praying to Radharani. We are praying to the Shakti. Please bless us. Give us that energy to go forward in our spiritual life. Bless us so that we can serve all of you nicely. Serve you and the Supreme Lord nicely. We are praying to the mother. We are praying to the mother to please engage us in the chanting. That's very important. So Hare means Shakti. And then Krishna. Krishna. Karshati is Krishna. The word Krishna means attraction. One who attracts. And that's why when you start taking Krishna's name, he will attract you. When you take anybody's name, if I keep on calling, you know, Rajapa, 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 10 times, you will definitely look back, isn't it? Oh, somebody is calling my name. Let me look. Who is that? So when you take Krishna's name, Krishna will also look back. And once Krishna's glance falls on us, that's the transformation that will begin. Our transformation will begin. So now, Krishna means attraction. Rama. Rama is a very powerful name. When you chant the holy name of Rama, we get the spiritual strength. We get the spiritual strength. Bala. Spiritual Bala. And we need spiritual Bala. Right? In our spiritual life, we need spiritual Bala. And that we get from chanting Rama's name. Rama. It has two Bhija Mantras. Agni Bhija Mantra. Chandra Bhija Mantra. Ra is Agni Bhija Mantra. Ma is Chandra Bhija Mantra. If you want to try, you can try right now. You cannot touch your lips or close your lips and chant Ra. Try if you want to. You cannot close your lips and chant Ra. Can you do? No, you cannot chant Ra. When you chant Ra, your lips have to open. It's like opening the door. And when you open the door, this mouth 
रागेटिविटीज इन द माइंड विल कम आउट ऑफ दिस माउथ एंड बिकॉज इट अग्निबीज मंत्रा इट विल बी बर्न ऑल द नेगेटिविटीज विल बी बर्न बिकॉज इट अग्निबीज मंत्रा नाउ ओपन योर लिप्स एंड चैंट म Try to chant ma by opening your lips. Aha! I know you cannot do that. If you want to chant ma, your lips have to shut. So when you chant ma, it's like closing the door. And ma represents Chandra. It's a Chandra Bhija mantra. And Chandra, what does it do? It keeps the environment cool. In the night time, you see the sun is reflecting the sunlight, but it keeps and nourishes the plants. All the plants and the vegetation gets nourishment from the chandra in the night time. All the white flowers they blossom in the night. Notice that if you want to. So chandra nourishes vegetation. So similarly, when you chant ma, it nourishes and keeps our mind cool. So Rama is very powerful. It destroys all the negativity, and then it will keep our mind very very peaceful. So if you want to be happy. Then this Hare Krishna Mahamantra, which is recommended in the Kali Yuga, should be chanted. Iti shode chakanam nam Kali Kalmashanashanam Nata Paraturupaya Upaya Sarvavedeshi Drishyate. So, if you look and search all the different Vedas, the process, the medicine given for the people in Kali Yuga to become purified is by chanting the holy name. You need to chant the holy name every day, at least 108 times. It will not take more than 8 to 10 minutes, maximum 10 minutes in the initial phase. But as you practice, your tongue starts getting used to it. Then you will take 7 to 8 minutes. So 7 to 8 minutes. I mean 10 minutes. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean you can spend 10 minutes for the Lord for your own purification out of 24 hours. So this Hare Krishna mantra is so powerful. It is very very potent. When Sri La Prabhupada he went to the west and he was meeting the hip hippies, the hippies saw this Swamiji in the park and they wanted to know what is he doing. And Prabhupada was chanting in Tompkinson Square Park in New York, and then they said, uh, Swamiji, can we also chant? Yes, yes, you can also. And they all came and they started playing the musical instruments and. All of them started chanting, and these hippies who were addicted to meat eating, gambling, intoxication, illicit sex—all those bad qualities vanished when they started chanting of the holy name. When you start chanting the holy name, you will see that bliss coming into you because abhinnatva nama 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 chintamani. It is chintamani. It is such stone. It will purify you. Krishna Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha. It is Rasa Vigraha. It will give you mellows. It will. It will take out all the bitterness of your life. It will flow like nice honey into your life and take out all the bitterness of life. You can experiment. It will take. Maybe you can experiment this for one month and you will see the bliss flowing into you. It's extremely powerful. This is the foundation, foundation of spiritual life. And when you start chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. All that Bhagavad Gita that we are discussing will be digested. You can digest the philosophy going forward only when you know the, the and experience the bliss of chanting. This chanting will help you to understand Bhagavad Gita better because you are coming in contact with Krishna when you chant His holy name. 
and there is no other way we cannot go to the jungles we cannot go and do meditation in the jungles not possible it is all concrete jungle today because all real jungles have already vanished so in this concrete jungle that we are living when our minds are so disturbed this is the simple process just vibrate your tongue is it so difficult no just vibrate just yesterday i was sharing a very uh, interesting uh, pastime which i also came across recently i got to know about it krishna's name even unknowingly if somebody chants his life will become perfect so there was this one couple in amsterdam in us amsterdam is very famous for drugs and this couple were quite uh very fond of uh, jitu krishnamurti who is a very famous indian author and uh, they were so great followers of jitu krishnamurti that they had kept a dog's name their dog's name also as krishna jitu krishnamurti and they used to call this dog's name you know hey krishna come here hey krishna take this krishna eat this so that is how they used to call their dog so one day it so happened one night it so happened that this jitu krishnamurti this dog it went out of the home it went outside and without their notice it has gone out now they don't know they are trying to search here and they are not finding it so this man he start searching on the street and then when he searching in the street and calling out hey krishna where are you krishna where are you he is very ardently calling the name of krishna and trying to find his dog and the same time in the middle of the night there were some devotees who had done sankirtan that day and they saw this devotee oh my god who is this person who is calling out krishna's name in the night and so ardently he is such a great devotee and they met this person and they told him hey, what are you looking why are you calling krishna's name and this person said yes have you seen my krishna do you know where is my krishna this is we know where is your krishna then this devotee they took him to the temple and then they told him see this is our krishna and your krishna then this fellow so this is not my krishna i am talking about my dog krishna then the devotees understood and they gave him nice prasadam and some books and this person actually took the prasadam and some books and later on few years later this devotee this person who had actually called out for his dog became such a wonderful devotee and he joined and today is preaching bhagavad gita now this is the power of chanting the name of krishna even unknowingly even you know or you don't know the power of fire if you simply go and touch if the child goes and touches the fire just because the child doesn't know that it's going to burn the fire will not excuse it will act it will burn the child just because you don't know. similarly when you contact the holy name you whether you know or you don't know the meaning it will have effect on you it will purify you so my my recommendation is please chant the hari krishna mantra at least 10 minutes every day this one mala 108 times so how do we do this chanting on the mala very simple i'll just show you you see it has to be placed in the middle finger in your right hand without touching the index finger index finger is considered to be inauspicious because it is referred to point out at people we are not supposed to point out people inauspicious so that is why no touching index finger to the mala so you place it in the middle finger and then your thumb your thumb has to be placed on the first bead 
after the bead with the thread after the head bead the first bead on the thread your thumb has to be placed and then keeping your thumb on the first bead you need to chant the complete mantra hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare then go to the next bead then chant the full mantra again hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare and then again go to the next one next one next one so every time you do this you pull inwards with your thumb you keep on pulling inwards then you come finally to the 108 beat so that completes your 108 times of chanting this holy name and now on this head beat we do not chant we do not chant the mantra on the head beat there is a panchatatva mantra generally in the invocation i chant shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda श्री अद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौर भक्त प्लीज ट्राई टू डू दैट एंड अमेजिंग यू डू दिस एक्सपेरिमेंट फॉर वन मंथ वंडरफुल रिजल्ट विल कम इट्स वेरी सिंपल मैथ चैंटिंग ऑन द बीच सो लेट मी टेक सम क्वेश्चंस नाउ आई थिंक आई हैव सम ऑलरेडी सम क्वेश्चंस इन द चैट बॉक्स सो शीना चंदन जी दासन प्रभु जी कैन वी डू द चैंटिंग ऑन द रुद्राक्षमाला यस इनिशियली राइट नाउ इफ यू डोंट हैव the neem mala you can uh, use your rudraksha mala also no problem you can chant but ideally try to get uh, neem mala so that and this mala also should be kept very uh, safely and in a clean place so yes you can do it no problem and then devchand ji asking prabhu ji what uh, is the significance of the number 108 yes now 108 is a very auspicious number there were 108 uh, principal gopis then 108 yojanas between the earth and the sun that is the distance between uh, the earth and the sun and then there is uh, 108 108 there are 108 upanishads prominent upanishads so in our vedic scriptures 108 is considered to be auspicious because of so many reasons i will definitely share more details going forward on the 108 itself so where can we get the mala you can get the mala from uh, local Uh, if one temples or maybe some temple nearby you can ask them you can get the 100 mala even if it is not neem mala you can get tulsi mala also no problem but you can bring it and you can chant and then chaitanya uh, is asking what to focus on while chanting hari krishna very good question chaitanya is asking a question here what do we focus on when we chant hari krishna mantra so when we chant hari krishna mantra chanting means chanting plus hearing so chanting means chanting plus hearing so you chant and that sound vibration your sound vibration has to enter your ear you need to be little audible you cannot chant in the mind mantra man means mind tra means that which delivers the mind so mantra will deliver the mind this hari krishna mantra will free your mind so that is what the meaning of mantra so you cannot chant in the mind because the mind will cheat you you have to be audible hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare at least this much audible now you don't have to shout loudly and disturb your neighbors and family members who are sleeping early morning you start yelling hare krishna hare krishna and what happened everybody will come into your house and they'll ask you what what's wrong so let that not happen but i'm just saying that you can chant mildly audible to yourself and that will be really good okay so chanting the main thing is hearing the sound because this sound will enter your heart and purify your heart 
the very important aspect of chanting is hearing so you should hear the chanting very nicely rajapai is asking human mind is often said to be like monkey's mind always wavering and unstable more and more attracted to negative thoughts how do we control please unstable these unstable thoughts and fear then uh, what time of the day is auspicious to chant generally the brahma murata time is very good brahma murata is uh, the one and a half 90 minutes before the sunrise if the sunrise is say about 6 o'clock in the morning then 4:15 4:20 25 4:30 is the right time no problem even say you get up at 5 o'clock and then uh, 5 to 5:30 spend some 10 minutes generally before sunrise brahma murata is very good but then doesn't mean that you wake up late then you oh, anyway brahma murata is gone so let me not chant it no this hari krishna mantra can be chanted at any time ideal time is brahma murata but any time it can be chanted on the mala it can be chanted even without taking without taking bath and all the ladies and mothers even during their monthly cycle they can chant there is no restriction for hari krishna mantra in any state physical and mental state you can chant the mantra absolutely no problem so there is no restriction in kali yuga this is a discount that the lord has given for kali yuga people because he knows what is our capacity but you should chant without any physical and mental condition so no problem but ideal time is the brahma murata time early morning is very fresh and you can become so wonderful and so delighted when you chant hari krishna mantra in the morning so uh, generally we chant 16 rounds 16 malas it takes about 2 hours so every single day we try to finish our 16 rounds before uh, in the morning brahma murata time so every day as a initiated disciple of prabhupad i have taken a vow to chant 16 rounds 2 hours of mantra meditation every day and i know what i what it has done to my life i know what i was before uh, uh, reading and, and understanding prabhupad books and chanting and i know what it is today and i know there is uh, way ahead there's so much to do and i know this hari krishna mantra is pushing me forward and understand this philosophy better and better and better so very interesting so rahul is asking sir how to balance your personal life and professional life work life balance again it's a topic in itself there are so many complications uh, we see we come across in our life Uh, when we are trying to take up krishna consciousness when we are trying to take spiritual life then there are conflicts with our work yes i completely understand that but again if you are quite disciplined and if you can dedicate some time for your spiritual growth just like if there is some work problem there is some professional problem we don't compromise on our eating we eat every single day irrespective of all the problems that we are going through isn't it because we we know we can sustain by eating so similarly you need to be very disciplined and have some dedicated life dedicated time for your spiritual life also you have to nourish your soul so irrespective of all the problem that is going on you need to dedicate some time for your spiritual life that discipline has to come and then once you stick on to your spiritual life miracles will happen i am telling you in my personal life and many devotees have experienced when you chant the hare krishna mantra 
and you start connecting with Krishna, many of your material problems will go down drastically. Many wonderful things will happen, many experiences will come. So that is why philosophy is one thing, but application of the philosophy is even more greater. And the application of philosophy is actually chanting the holy name. The essence of all the philosophy is chanting. Finally, after understanding this whole Bhagavad Gita philosophy, what do you want to do? We need to apply. And what is that application? Sing and dance. Chant the holy name and have nice prasadam. That is what we are meant to do. Joyful. Be joyful and blissful all the time. So work-life balance will come when you first take care of your spiritual life. Then material life will fall in place automatically. So you no compromise on spiritual life. Okay. Then which posture will be ideal for chanting? Ideally Padmasana, if you have some joint pain or anything, no problem. You can sit on the any comfortable position that you want to do. Basically, your mind should not be disturbed. Not that you're chanting and uh, you're sitting in a posture where it is hurting you. In Padmasana also sometimes, you know, it may hurt your joints and all those things. No, you don't have to. You sit comfortably, even on the chair is no problem. Comfortably you sit on the chair and you chant the whole day. Any, any comfortable position and chant the whole day. That will be really good. So, these are few things that we need to take care of. These are few things that we need to start doing. Because application will help. It will give you realization. Ultimately, after knowing the philosophy, we need the realization of it. And that realization is possible when we chant the Hare Krishna Mantra. There is much more to talk about this, but I am sure you will talk many more experiences when you start uh, chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. And I am eager to listen all your experiences going forward. So that will be really good. So, uh, yes, if there is any more, uh, if there are any more questions, uh, I will definitely take. And if there is anything that you want to ask specifically about the chanting, you can feel free to ask. But please start doing the chanting and that will be really good. Any questions? Okay, so why do we not chant on the Krishna beat? Okay, just like... Okay, let me explain this. So now this Krishna bead, because it is representing Krishna, so we cannot touch the Krishna, touch Krishna directly. We need to understand. I wanted to tell this another point also. Anyway, now I will cover it now itself because anyway, Madam is asked. It is representing Krishna and we cannot touch the Lord directly. That's why we don't touch it, number one. Another reason is, another thing that we need to know is, when you come to the last bead, 108 bead, and you want to chant the next bead, that is the next mala, even then you cannot cross. You cannot cross the head bead and go to the first bead again, no. So when you come to the 108 bead, and you want to chant the next mala, you have to turn around the mala and the 108 beat will now become the first beat. 
एंड वेन यू कम अगेन चैंड हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे एंड देन यू कम फाइनली अगेन टू द हंड्रेड एंड एट पीट यू अगेन टर्न द माला एंड दैट हंड्रेड एंड एट पीट विल बिकम द फर्स्ट पीट सो वी नेवर क्रॉस वी नेवर क्रॉस द भेट बीट टू गो टू द नेक्स्ट माला वाई because it is representing krishna just like sometimes we must have seen in our culture also we see somebody is lying down we don't step over that person when somebody is sleeping we don't step over that person we say no no you should not step over why why do we why we shouldn't step over that person because the parmatma is within our heart the parmatma is in our heart that's why we are told we tell the children no don't step over because you are stepping over the law so similarly here we don't touch the head beat and we don't step over the supreme law so that is why this krishna beat is uh, supposed to be not touched by the index finger and also not we don't do chanting on the head beat only 108 beats <coughs> this is the 109 beat yes wonderful Yes, actually there are a lot of things to discuss about uh, the Hare Krishna mantra itself, uh, and there are many many more details. But the taste of the pudding is in eating, isn't it? Because I can tell so much. Go on telling about the Hare Krishna mantra, but you should taste it. Just like if I tell you, oh, rasgulla is this way, rasgulla is that way, rasgulla looks white. I can tell so many things, but unless you take the rasgulla and then put it in your mouth, you will not get a taste. So similarly, Hare Krishna mantra, many things can be told, but unless you take the mala and put it in your mind, you will not get the taste. Very interestingly, yesterday one devotee, when I was explaining this, when I told that the taste of the pudding is in eating, then he said. मेलोडी खाओ खुद जान जाओ सो वेरी नाइस वेन यूर चिल्ड्रन मेलोडी खाओ खुद जान जाओ सो यू सिमिलरली यू चैट एंड यू रियलाइज वॉट इट इज सो इट्स वेरी ब्यूटिफुल वेरी ब्यूटिफुल फिलोसफी वी हैव द टॉप मोस्ट फिलोसफी वी हैव द टॉप मोस्ट अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ वॉट इज स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ देर आर मेनी वंडरफुल थिंग्स दैट विल हैपन वंस यू स्टार्ट चैटिंग दिस इज प्रैक्टिकलिटी दिस इज प्रैक्टिकल स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ many times uh, people cannot digest knowledge especially going forward uh, philosophy is going to become heavy and to digest this knowledge you need hari krishna mantra the support of hari krishna mantra so that is why i introduced this today i wanted to introduce this long time but anyway krishna's mercy it is being started today so we will begin our yagna of chanting japa yagna today and it will really help us it will purify our consciousness